Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourself. Farm-raised fish is trash. Do not eat it. I mean, you know tilapia is farm-raised. Tilapia is an invented fish. Yeah. Not even a real fucking fish. I mean, it's a real fish. I mean, it's a real fish out of man-made. They ain't got no daddy, though. Tilapia ain't got no daddy. Foster fish But yeah do not eat Farm raised <laughs> catfish Don't eat catfish period In my opinion Hey but come on Come on relax. don't do that <laughs> I'm dead ass Calm I'm down. dead serious I know catfish is delicious But But what? not Yo catfish is not a, It's not good for you Cause dog. it's a bottom feeder It's not good for you period Why? So there was a video The other day Of this dude frying I'm gonna show y'all There's always a video There's a, du- there's a dude frying there's Some all, catfish There's always Wait, a video There is mm-hmm. There's a dude frying Some catfish And he He, he dips it in the oil And the, the catfish Gets stiff at first first and he said that this is catfish that he's defrosted the the catfish gets stiff and then all of a sudden he drops it in the oil the shit starts flipping I'm like dog flipping dog dog you are not going to get me across the board with a frozen fish that somehow came back to life like Bro, there, there was radio there's been radioactive waste that's been yes, found in these fish to all you realize Mercury. the oceans you realize the oceans after i saw that like, i was like i'm good first of all they don't have see, scales this is why you can't watch these videos the man i'm telling you, you you could but fly, it's really not you can you can find a reason not, not to eat anything. Absolutely. Really. 100%. Absolutely. But if you deep search dive on YouTube, you'll find a, a reason not to eat anything true. that you like. All right. I mean, but like, that's... What's your name? I mean, I'm right, Ken. Nice to meet you. What's going um, on? What's I'm going Nick. on, folks? Uh, uh, my name's Ken. <laughs> I'm Nick. And I'm Dave. And you listen to the Last Call podcast. Um, Yo, this is the first time we've been in the same room in for a minute. It's like yeah. 2018, right? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> in crazy. a minute. It is 2018. And I'm in a good-ass mood because... It is May. I forgot what date it is. May something. Wow, that's how great of a mood you're it's, in. It's, it's May a 7th. Great day. May, May 7th. 7th. The weather is warm. I'm off my sobriety. I'm having a drink. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, that. cheers to, to cheers to me, Ken and Dave for sticking it out for a while right. and not having for a, a while. Drink. For a while. For a while. <laughs> for some a while. Long, some <laughs> longer some than others. <laughs> some longer than others. I lasted like but, two uh, and a half months though. <laughs> but shout out to half. that. Uh, yeah, man, we feel good. It's New York, warm weather. New York's the best place in the world right. for these few weeks. I mean, I feel great because there's a, uh, there's an essence and aroma floating through the room right now, and I just want to give credit to the person supplying the uh, aromas and essences floating through the room right now. We like to introduce a guest that's on the mic. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Hey, guys. How are you? First of all, thank you so much for having me. My name is Daniqua. I'm the owner, the founder, the maker of what I like to call everyone's favorite candles, Lit Brooklyn. Lit Brooklyn. Hey. hey. Let's go. It's lit. So um, what is the essence that we have burning through the room right now? So right now we're burning joy. Um, that's this- why Nick feels so happy if you did. <laughs> Maybe you that's pick why. Up on it. We set the mood in here. Um, so joy is actually a beautiful blend of blood orange and grapefruit so it's like a citrus scent i like to call it like a kitchen scent okay i like it i like it um so it was the, f- the first one that i smelled i didn't want to smell um any of the other ones uh <laughs> she was nice enough to bring by a couple of samples for us and let them and let us rock with them we appreciate guests that um uh, come through and, and, and bring <laughs> gifts yeah. come bearing gifts and don't come empty and we've been lucky we've been lucky the past blessed. like like two out of blessed the two out of the past four guests have have Given us uh, some great gifts. We had a chef on and she made us a whole meal. Wow. And gave us like, we had duck wings that I've never had before. Have you had duck wings? I've never had duck wings. Never had duck wings. They were delicious. (laughs) We had a fresh summer salad. You know, it was still cold outside. Love you, Nikki. Appreciate Um, you. Yes, Nikki. Shout outs to you. And now we have candles. So I I picked up one of these candles and I'm going to smell it again because of how 
amazing. It it did smell, but I picked it up, and as I put my my nose to the candle, it like <laughs> it just brought me back somewhere. Like I sm- I feel like I'm on I'm on a beach somewhere in the Caribbean, mm. and there's sandalwood in the air. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and there's tobacco in the air. And yeah, smells, I feel like smells really, really deal with, with memories. Like smells could be good and bad. They definitely trigger memories. For, for sure. sure. This is straight goodness, though. I love this. This that's, is amazing. I think that's the most important thing, too. Like, I love the fact that, so people always ask me why, I, why candles. And before, I really couldn't answer the question. Like, I, I think the first thing to say is that you're passionate about what you're doing. Right. I feel like, for me, it's more that I'm passionate about making people feel good. And I think lighting candles and having a candle company, it's part of that whole feel good for people. Like if you're in a bad mood, you light a candle. If you're trying to set the mood, you light a candle. If you are trying to ease stress, you light a candle. So like just to be a part of people's everyday routine. Mm. And just like you said, I agree with you. Scent is very big on memory. So if I could be a part of a very distinct memory for someone, hopefully it's positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, then you've accomplished your goal. It's major. You? Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Um, we're going to dive into uh, about how you got started with Lit Brooklyn and how okay. the concept behind it. And we're definitely going to uh, deeper question you about that a little bit. Um, but before we get into that, like I said, we've been off for a couple weeks, right? So there's been a lot of Oh, there's like, been a lot of things. A lot of things that have happened over it's the It's been past. a long time. <laughs> Shouldn't have left you hey. without a hey. dope beat. Some dope set. tweets <laughs> to get mad to. Mad to. Mad to. Mad to. So, um... So how how do we feel about our brother, brother Kanye? West? Who your brother? I mean, he's our brother. That's he not is, my brother. He is our brother. No, he's not. Um. <laughs> would, he, would he? Would he? tell Damn, me? we're disowning Ye now. All, would, no, all together? Wait, would he? Are would, we canceling Ye? It's not even about. Ye is canceled. It's not Ye even is canceled. About. So if you hear Kanye's song, come on. If, let's say it's on shuffle on your on your car on, or on your iPod. Get the fuck out. If, we don't care. If, I don't care. Listen, Dave. I need to know. If it gets played, are you skipping it? Are you listening to anything on eight hundred eight heartbreak? I'm still gonna. This is the same man. The same. No, I'm. I'm. Wait, hold up. I'm still in the room. I'm still in the room. Like, if y'all don't want to be in the room, y'all can get the fuck out. I don't have no problems, no gauze. Look, I just don't find, like, people who actually have contributed to, like, black culture, like, I don't find them easily disposable. Like, we have an issue with that shit, and I really, it, it boils, like, boils my fucking everything, like, right. to my core, because, at, at in essence, what we're seeing with this man is that he is coming off of an incredible traumatic thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watched the Charlemagne or cared to watch the Charlemagne. I, did. I, did. I, I didn't watch the, the whole entire thing. Really, actually, actually, I really it was two hours wish, long. But like, hour 40 minutes. I really like wish... I said. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that um, he just didn't trust people as much like to go to TMZ within that 24 hour span right well I think the interview like well the, the Charlamagne's interview from like March or something shit like that no it wasn't that long ago no, it, was it wasn't that long ago it was recent, recent. It was so, recent. so it, it was, was last week it was, it was last week it was, it was done two weeks ago because when Charlamagne said that he talked to him before for the, the week MAGA hat yeah exactly so that was two weekends he ago he said he talked to him a week before that so or, yeah that, that, that week that was when yeah. the interview was so that, that interview I mean outside of I don't want to get into aesthetics and that shit because that shit was beautiful but um just what he was talking about on that shit, it, it made you understand the anguish and the things that we easily kind of can forget with somebody who deals with so much on one side. So I, I will tell you, he that was probably one of the most vulnerable moments oh, I've man. seen Incredibly. him at. Incredibly. When he was like, when he was explaining on how he felt when uh, Life of Pablo dropped 
and he didn't feel like he was getting the critical acclaim that he got when graduation dropped mm-hmm. and he's looking for reassurances like literally you saw how much he was looking for reassurances from other people yeah. to validate himself and validate his work and i like i said it's it's, I, a, it's I, a vulnerable I, moment but at the same time it's like you you are who you are you're the artist I, you you represent the creativity that's your product you know that you were when you release that product it's I, you're an artist it's a pro, it's it's an image of your perfection you let i'm done with it like you should appreciate what you release because it's a project worth being appreciated i feel like he you he wanted pablo the life of pablo to be like the rebound from yeezus because i feel like when, when yeezus dropped rebound. so many of his like true fans were like what the fuck what 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 kanye is this like what is this i'm not messing with this yeezus kanye so he dropped Life of Pablo, which were some very, very... There were some dope tracks on the Life of Pablo. Like, very... Very hard knocking tracks. Solid commercial things. Commercial albums. Commercial albums, yeah. tracks, too. Commercial tracks, yeah, but... I guess when he didn't get that, he was probably like, "Yo, he's but still kind of stuck also, on but, some old shit though," because he he's getting incredibly streamed a lot. Like that right. album, and so was streamed on all platforms incredibly. But I guess that he's the guy who's in his car, probably a Tesla, riding around, <laughs> 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 riding around, and like shit, he wants to play the radio, and he's on uh, whatever. I think Power Power One Five is the one out in L.A. Like Heart Radio, yeah, 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 and probably not hearing the covers, but he's not realizing that the landscape of radio was so shit now, like. They're not playing good music. They're playing what's popular now. I think the beauty behind Kanye doing all of this stuff is it's reminding us that he's human, right? Because I feel like when we have our favorite artists, without knowing it subconsciously, I feel like we put them on pedestals. Right. So when they act out of character, it's like a reminder to us, like, oh, shit, this nigga has feelings too, like... Right, he's a human being, and he can be, like... and. He breaks a mold, which he's always been able to break a mold. Mm-hmm. So, like, we've always accepted him as being a creative, as being different, right? But, I mean, there was a point, like, I can I can align myself with 85, 80, 85% of the things that Kanye says. But once he goes off a cliff like- and embracing... Trump embracing, but, but is it? But so, is it? So, okay. but Dave, hold on, what, no, because I've been winning, I've been wanting to have yeah. this conversation with you for a while, and I've like avoided it in like group yeah, text and group <laughs> conversations. Is because like I've throughout the entire time that I've known you, I know that how much of a like of a, a, a fan of the person, the artist, the creative that you are of Kanye. He's right behind I've, you too. I've hey, what up? <laughs> watching you. That watching man. <laughs> that man. That's so, the Kanye that we're a fan of, though. Right. So, so, so listen. So, listen. So, I have yet to hear you criticize Kanye ever. So, like, not once. So, you want me to for hear, anything? So, you want to know what I? So, with his and because we've bashed the shit out of Trump on this on this yeah, radio on this dial numerous times. So, I was curious to see how you felt with him embracing that. So, I. I definitely had to make sure, like, before I pass judgment, just like I do with TV shows and music, that I give the proper time mm-hmm. to actually sit with it, process it, unpack it, and figure out, like, what's actually going on. The main thing I'm, I'm seeing with him is that he's, like, trying to, he's processing things in front of us. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, you know how many times, like, especially, like, me trying to uh, get better with, like, like feminism and embracing things like it's, it's one thing to respect women which is something I've always held myself on but there's like a next step beyond that to being proactive on things to actually being to help women out as you're on your journey even if you feel like you're not doing well in your life like it shouldn't be harder on the women that are close to you and you shouldn't be putting your burden whatever same you know what I'm saying but right. like and that wasn't dismissive I just, I just I could go on forever right, right, right. so 
what I'm seeing with him is that like if I I know for a fact that if I said some of the shit that I was thinking when I was thinking about that or like my sister's a lesbian and like really figuring out like how I should be processing and accepting and looking at the LGBT community like if I said things that I like the first thought to my mind I'm pretty sure I would get crucified fucking for it I am not Kanye West I don't have a platform and I feel like everybody's mad at him because he has a huge platform he has a responsibility but that's not something that he necessarily like it's unfair because like he has to be able to to process things but i also feel like it's fucked up the people that he's around mostly because what we're seeing is that the people who actually will like defer from him and be like hey no this is the right thing have now been reaching out to him because he's being public about it because maybe he's too incubated in his life and i've heard that people say oh they try to get to kanye and they really it's hard to like two people you got to call just to get to this person to get to that person so when i look at the trump shit he's not and the, sla- and the slavery shit. Okay. One thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of tweets to get upset about. So 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 with the with the Trump with the Trump situation and the Trump um I guess what people consider allyship, I think what he's I or what I know my in my interpretation, because I don't have facts and like I talk to the man himself, is that like he's just trying to use this like love thing. And my problem with it, my problem with this is that like what Stan Lathan said, <laughs> is that it overlooks the trauma of people who still have to deal with it on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. And that's a privilege that he recognized because there's, if you watch further on the TMZ video, he like damn near bust out some tears, apologizing to Stan and the rest of the people at Van. TMZ. Uh, Van? Van. Yeah, apologizing to him and like the rest of the people in that office for not understanding at first, but knowing that he has the right thing to want to do in his heart. And that is my thing. His intention is like pure (laughs) i agree with that i just also feel like kanye so far removed from real life right right now that like he doesn't even understand like you're a nigga from chicago you know what i'm saying like i think the pride that he had when he first came out Mm -hmm. i think that's what we're missing but Mm -hmm. i do agree with you i feel like his approach is 100 i i understand where he's going with it but it's just like and we're not used to that we're used to fucking celebrities lying and and making up masks Mm -hmm. And giving us the bullshit in public when they really feel a different way. And it's like, for us to have this moment of truth is incredible. And even to speak on that privilege, ever since that Van Lathan, like, clapback or whatever, which I feel was not just a read. It was more so like, when your family get your ass the fuck back in line, his whole thing has shifted because now instead of talking about the future he tweeted today like i'm incredibly fo- i'm hyper focused on the now he was talking about how he'd been looking up all of these activists and like mm-hmm. uh, f- uh women who have contributed and men and women who have contributed greatly to the uh, the, the the freedom fight that we are going on right now all the uh, SJ, sjw's or whatever and so with that whole trump shit i it's just like bro like he's trying to say like okay in like kind of like a buddhist kind of way like look if if we tried hate which he's right. If you it look at the, work, if you look yeah. at the math, it has not worked for us. We've got incrementally greater, but in trying to combat them the way they combat us, we're always outnumbered. But is he? Is up, he? Time out, time out. We always end up dying. Which I don't. I'm not saying that we shouldn't stop fighting and just being like, oh, put our guns down and hug, because it's really not on us to stop racism. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, it's, it, but us it's, loving it, them is not going to keep them from one, fucking hating it's us. It's one thing to combat that, but it's another thing to spit and put out literally incorrect, false, right-wing narratives to right. combat. But he's not doing... But no, you know, but he you was. Notice, ooh, but he was, Yeah, though. and then he aligned himself with Shorty or whatever, and she was... But the thing is, is that, like, again, to that, like, 
what 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 D was saying is that like he's like literally incredibly in a vacuum right now, and so for him to try to step out himself and understand things from the base level that we have to see and live and experience through on a daily basis, he has to really take himself and remove himself from that. But then he aligns himself with the the black conservative girl. And then she's like, oh, he doesn't really know about things like that. Right. Well, so she was shouting out, oh, yeah, 90% of black on black crime is committed by is black on black crime. It's like, uh, duh, you're only going to commit crime against murders are black on black crime. On black on black crime. It's like, of course, the only crime that's going to happen is with people (laughs) during vicinity. I bet she didn't also spout out that 85% of white Crime is committed by white on white crime, so it's like and the amount of police it, officers that are, have domestic violence abuses and it's it, it, and all types of it was just nuanced uh, facts. So this know? is what I'm saying, like spitting out nuanced, just bullshit, just uh-huh. but repeating it from that podium that he has and that wearing the Make America Great hat again, which is the and, same thing he did with the Confederate flag, mind you, when Jesus came out. Right, he it's did the do exact that. same fucking mm-hmm. thing. So I don't want us to act like this is some new shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is the exact right. well, same even thing so, that he like did. he embraced Trump when Trump for his first day when he was elected, he well, went down that because. Trump Nobody else would fucking talk to him. That's not true. But can we just Ray Lewis was down there. We not gonna fucking talk about no goddamn. You said, you said no, 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 no. You uh, know what I'm saying? Steve Harvey you know was down there. You know what I'm saying? Steve Harvey and Steve Harvey did the same thing that Kanye was trying to do, but just trying to say, hey, like I have. But a it's not like Kanye was the only black nigga to embrace Trump that's when he not, got elected. I mean, that's all I'm saying. But we're talking about people who are irrelevant to our actual cause. Wait, hold on. Before Trump was elected, like it was a thing to put Trump in your records. That too. That too. Before all of the political stuff. Uh, uh, like putting Trump in your if Trump never ran for president Trump would have been in Amigos video just like Ric Flair was in Amigos video yes most definitely 100% everybody wanted to associate themselves with the money and the power and the wealth that Trump Mm -hmm. represented but there's a fact about so if you want to go back in history Marcus Garvey Mm -hmm. took that back in the day Marcus Garvey started to associate himself with the KKK. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Garvey tried to like make amends with them and try to understand them on a better level by, you know, associating himself with them to try and build that bridge. And black people thought he was a fucking... They were putting a whole bunch of labels on Marcus Garvey when well, that happened. Why did happened. he do that? Why did he do that? Well, it's, it's obvious why he did. He wanted to make relations better. But no, at the same no. time... What he so they actually talked to us in the union papers. What they what he actually was trying to do was realize and learn what the course the core sense of why they were trying to be so separatist because he was against right, to try and build no, that no bridge. no there's no bridge he was trying he was against he was against he was he was against integration so he was saying he wanted the same thing they wanted was was to keep our shit to our own fucking selves but what I'm and saying the reason, build the bridge between about, that, that communication no no hold up and, build the bridge between that communication because he had bought property in Africa to move. Yes. black people back yes. to Africa and he wanted to build that bridge to let un- let people understand look this is why the KKK is doing what they're yes. doing they want white like purity we want black purity so let me be that bridge of communication mm-hmm. to let you understand why they do what they do now I'm just saying like people th- thought he was crazy at that time I still don't I don't know I have to wait this out with Kanye because I don't know if he's that brilliant and, and thinking that clearly because he's been through some men- mental breakdowns and shit like I don't know if he's doing what people hope he's doing trying to be that bridge between hate and love um, I don't know if he's using love as a cop out or if he's actually really meaning that shit I don't know if he's gonna have a mental breakdown next week like this dude is not stable in my opinion I think he needs help I think he needs somebody 
close to him. Like he doesn't. His wife so, isn't a fucking so source like, of help. Like that was my like my the biggest takeaway of the TMZ like whole entire rant. Like what he could have done with that. I think the biggest thing that was missed on what he talked about was the opioid addiction mm -hmm. and how much people are being prescribed opioids by doctors. He said I went in to a hospital taking two, two and I came out taking recommended to take seven. Mm -hmm. Like there are big pharma has taken over a lot of people's lives and i think that was probably the biggest thing that he could have hit mm -hmm. on and taken that as a bigger message that has just been completely whitewashed over yeah. and forgotten about that was Drug the biggest thing in hollywood but it's, it's not it's not crack right it's fucking pills, pills. that doctors are prescribing, prescribing. michael jackson died from the hands of a doctor mm -hmm. prince, prince did as died well. from the hands of a doctor greatness so it's like Tiger Woods could have died as well, like in that in that uh, car crash when he got pulled over. It was pills. It's also so the I, bigger thing too is that the media literally controls celebrities. If you think about it, like he literally, you showed up at TMZ, blaming TMZ for the reason why you got liposuction. Right, my nigga, didn't your mom die from? Yo, like, that's another thing. I feel like if his so mom was still alive, honestly. I mean, I mean, it's hard to what I, ifs, but I just I think, think that whole moment when he himself. lost his mother, yeah. He definitely lost his. I don't even think he would be married to Kim Kardashian if his mom was alive. That's, just, that's the process of grief, though. Like, so July makes two years since my father passed away. And, like, a lot of my friends who are close to me, my family and my friends, they're like, Danico, you haven't, like, accepted this. You haven't, like, properly mm. grieved. And what I've done is bury myself in work. And I, when I look at Kanye having these, like, little spats, mm -hmm. I don't think he had an opportunity to, like, properly grieve you know what i'm right, saying because right, it's, so, right. it's such a responsibility that comes with death and i think when you lose your parent and that was his rock too so yeah. hard yeah. like i think i can only speak for myself but it's like you're losing i literally lost half of the reason why i exist and it's like mm -hmm. how do you navigate throughout the world so some a part of it you can either bury yourself in work or the other part of it is you have these little vocal public outbursts and you know what i think i don't know kanye personally but I know that whenever you're going through something, if you meet somebody that has been through something similar, mm -hmm. it's like a connection and you feel bound to that person something in a way. Build with. So with, with Kim Kardashian, mm -hmm. he knows she lost her father, right? Yep. So he gets connected with... This is me just making something up, like making sense of it. You get connected with Kim Kardashian, but she's not a rock because of the situation that she's in with her family. Like They've built this uh, reality TV empire where nothing is real and everything's built off what looks good for TV and making a good story so it's like if he was if say kim was somebody different like an actual rock sturdy mm -hmm. person maybe he wouldn't be where he's at because maybe he latched on to her zoe connecting with her. right keep well i don't mind. know her either but i i would assume she's a rock keep in mind what he said also like in the interview with um charlamagne i i feel like it was it yeah it had to be charlamagne he was like kim would never um lose her mind like I did because she got her family. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like mm -hmm. he's building deep on that. Like the fact that he... When he's spoken on he how loves that family. He loves that family. Him. How his family has... They, I mean, they have... I mean, say what you want to say about... Yeah, the dude that him. extorted him yeah. and his family. Say what you want to say about the Kardashians. They have a strong family structure. They do. That's important. And the mother as runs black, it all. She's a as, rock. She's the... As black the people, witch, as black people witch. on average, we do not tend to have these structures we to don't. where you can reach from the fucking great-grandfather mm -hmm. all the way to the great-grandmother all the way to the I fucking I think that's a that's a black that's a black American thing to be honest. I okay, think. sure. So Kanye's it's, a black American. He so, is. That's, when I mean black people, usually I'm I'm talking it's, it's directly about AAs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's a lot of a lot of a lot. I mean, I don't, I can't really tell the numbers of how many uh, Caribbean people are disjointed from their families just from the sex, for the, the pure, uh, the pure sake that they're here and y'all are they're there and y'all are here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, how much of your family is still over in Jamaica right now? Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, you would have a stronger family structure. If they were all in New York. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So like, I think that one. I think that is it, yes, it'd be great if Kim. We don't. We don't know. We like, don't know her. That's why I'm just. Know, that's why I, I want to make that clear. So, like, so, no, bro. We so, don't know what she's helping him with. Yeah, I want to make that clear. She's been with him. She ain't leave him. Like fucking. Nope. Like she did. Could have. Like yes. Michelle. Uh, what was times. her name? Michelle. She could have definitely name? left yeah. him. Yeah, he did. She didn't leave him like that in the toughest times when we've seen her exit out of other relationships right. with the quickness. Right. So I don't mean Kim personally, but I mean like yeah, the machine, the machine, the machine around. And I think that's something that. Obviously, he would have never predicted that their family would be where it's at right now when he first fell in love with her. And A and B, you don't really choose the people you fall in love right, with right. No. in that essence. But I just think that one, to, I just want to say that like being somebody who's dealt with like depression and shit like that, like an anxiety, deep anxiety. I mean, obviously, I'm not dealing with it or dealing with it in the same uh, risk factor that Kanye deals with it because he's got a lot of people like depending on him, whether it be family or not, right. because of just a sheer amount of money that he's made. But like. Instability is is not like a, a, a permanent affliction. You right. know what I'm saying? And from what I got from that that Charlemagne interview, I don't think that we're gonna see like that other side again. Right. I'm praying this, that we don't. Definitely. Yeah. This one. No, 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 not that other. Side. <laughs> <laughs> nah, side. I'm we're talking about. I'm either. talking about the like the yelling, the the flipping tables on SNL. Right. Like we've not like yeah we've seen not even erratic behavior but just like literally spontaneous thought. Right. You know, which we've seen since Jesus and he's had he had the breakdown at the during the Jesus concert, which is the reason why I couldn't see him around my birthday at Barclays. Then <laughs> we had the other thing after the after the uh after the fashion show uh period or whatever. Right. Uh what was then that? The, what, what, that was in so. Queens. That was uh, what was the name of that concert? Uh the, what the um the Met at the Meadows. Yeah, at Meadows, but he's performing. When Kim got robbed. Finds out that his wife gets robbed yeah. as he's on stage. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then during the Charlemagne interview, he found out that basically they were planning that shit around him not being there. So the lack of his security, like as in his own person being around his family, is the reason why his wife got robbed. You know, outside of other things, of right. course, like their godliness and all of that stuff. But now they've finished all of that shit. But just to like, well, I just think that we don't, we can't disc- discredit him. He's got pure intentions. He's like the love thing is an incredible message. Mm-hmm. It's just that we are as black people, and I've, I've been, I've had these conversations with people all over. I had it at the dinner table last night. Is that we as black people are entrenched in so much trauma? Yep. So much trauma. They said trauma is literally a genetic thing. Like mm-hmm. if you're, and we have been dealing with it since slavery. Like so, if you if you come from slavery, then your people, you got trauma in your DNA. You have hurt like and pain. We don't. Pain know how to deal and your, we don't, and we don't deal with it. And because of that, we are incredibly, incredibly hairpin triggered. Incredibly. So when somebody like somebody we feel is supposed to say the things that we want them to say all the time, right. stop saying them. We just don't even want it in our which atmosphere is, anymore. Which is another point that I was I, I want to make. Also, like I feel like we also have to remember that these people are human beings, and we have to our our favorite artists are going to evolve. What they evolve into, we may not agree with right. them all the time. And like if this is a version of Kanye that we don't agree with, that's okay. That's okay. He doesn't owe anything to any of us at the end of the day. Like, and that's the thing is like we have to be careful with like how much stock we put into somebody mm-hmm. because at the end of the day they're just a human being right so they bleed just like you and i do um but to, i mean to put a button on this um and i know dave had brought up snl i mean what we had what we want 
Kanye to be, I feel, is like what we're getting with Donald Glover. I think Donald Glover could be like one of the greatest entertainers of our generation. And, and even though he's been around for a while, don't you feel like this came out of nowhere in a way? I mean, it's just like ever the, the opportunity has just been put on his plate and with every opportunity that he's gotten, he's knocked it out. He's the knocked part. it out. The more part. autonomy, the more autonomy but, he's gotten over his projects, the more blacker he's been to live right. Right, to be. Exactly. Um, so, you know, you saw that post from from Cass earlier, like about how yeah. he wrote the with cards in the, the Marriott. Yeah. And he I was sent saying, that to my coworkers. Yeah. He was saying too, yeah. that like, yo, I don't think that people are going to think that I like black people because I mean, his first projects are incredibly white. white like, yeah, working uh, with community. SNL, and then he was like, I don't. People don't. Am I going to be in bro rap forever? Right. Like, am I ever going to be able to represent like like black people in a proper yeah, way? Man. Will I ever grow out of this place? And then like since. Because the internet, because the internet was the first time he really broke through the shell of like just like thought, mm -hmm. um, not really good. I mean, he talked a lot of black stuff in there. He talked, yeah, there's a lot of black stuff in there. Working with a lot of black artists, um, "Awaken My Love" was a little step further than that. Now he's like, we're seeing like because of Atlanta. I think that because of the writing that he's doing in Atlanta and the level of writing that he's doing. I mean, in Atlanta, Atlanta was like the first like major product that he uh, that he had full autonomy over, right? Right. So, and, and he had to lie about it too. And, yeah, he did. He lied to FX about what the show was going to be about. Yeah, they thought and, it was going to be like, oh, I mean, we're that, happy. That first season, I was, I mean, so dope. And I knew, I, I didn't know how dope it was until I had a 55, 60 year old white man ask me, Kenny, you know what, like, show I really love right now? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I love Atlanta. <laughs> Wait, what? Yo, that's a, that's a, you know what's crazy the same that's the same situation as how I became like up on Jesus and Mero because even when I was working at Vice I didn't really I didn't really watch Vice program because I was always there and then when I saw this old woman she was like seventy years old she was on the train she was just like I just love Jesus and Mero I'm like what. <laughs> So I checked it out. I was like, yo, these motherfuckers are funny. Right. So I feel you. It takes, yeah. so, it takes I mean, a very strong white person to like like something like that. Because of, yeah, of, of uh, like deep Especially Atlanta, because Atlanta is not like a, it's not like, it's a very deep and, and, and dark comedic show. It's can I, not can a, I just Can I just put this out there before before the season finale airs next Thursday? Um, I just want to say, I think, I think Darius... In the Teddy Perkins episode, did not sign the deed to the piano. I think he signed the deed they to the house. house. I think he signed the deed to the house. They were still in the house, though. They were still in the house. signed the deed to the house. Yo, you I'm just sorry. Me chills. If, you're not, if you're not up on, if you're not up on, Yo. I mean, this is two episodes. Two episodes ago, because the last episode was that incredible episode yeah, about kids. Yeah, oh, the FUBU episode? That's it, <laughs> Is that why I saw somebody rocking FUBU the other day? Oh, shit. Is that why I saw somebody rocking FUBU the other know. day? I don't know. 90s is kind of back. I've been seeing people trying to trickle it in. And also, FUBU is kind of back rocking again. They got their first orders and sales like in the last year or two in Japan. That's a fact. They're trying Ooh. to kind of... Yeah, so they're trying Let's to do fuck the thing with again. It. But, but, so the episode before that, when they go um, to, the, to the college or whatever... Um, to do the performance, yeah, uh, they were they started the episode at the house, and in the episode after the whatever they started the episode at the house, right? Yeah. That episode, the episode before that, when he got lost in the woods, he was at the house, you know, before that. So if they do have it, it's gonna be like something that's launched on them. I'm gonna tell, like they usually, I'm telling you, Darius is gonna get the call and be like, yo. I need yo. We the need to, we need you to come in. Was, um, we need you to sign for the something. One, the Drake party. How many episodes? Champagne have Poppy. I yeah, two, two episodes. So I'm two episodes behind. No, three. 
Because after the, the Into the Woods is after Champagne. It goes Into the Woods. Yep. Um, the party. No. It's into the woods. It's into the woods. Uh, the, the pajama party. The pajama party. And, and then FUBU. the kids join the football right. joint. Yeah. Mm, all right. But like, I mean, that's one of all praise Don't down Glover because same day, bro. <laughs> he did SNL. He hosted and performed at Thursday. SNL. We didn't even touch on the uh, the This Is America video, which is, I mean, it, we were already half an hour in. So, and I want to get, I want to get, uh, get into um, uh, the reason why. Yeah, our our our, our, our guest is here, but the like, reason why Joy is still burning right, right now. But like, yo, the, the this the This America video is so fire. Like, there are so many levels to and, and so many layers to that video that you literally have to watch it four or five times to pick up just about everything I'm on, I'm on my third time and I'm still picking things up like uh like you just dropped a gem to me that I still didn't pick up. I didn't know Trayvon's, Trayvon's Martin. Trayvon Martin's father is the dude playing the guitar. He's always easy to spot. He's got. He's well. He's a bald dude, long correct? Long but I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't beard. looking for him though. You know what I mean? I thought it was just a regular like guitar right. player or blues player or something right. like that. But just the dancing and the dance moves distracting and, and, from what's actually going and on. And Donald in real Glover life. was so unapologetically himself in that. Like he didn't care. Yo, it was crazy. I was talking to somebody about it today. Certain celebrities are so afraid to come out in public when they're not completely toned up or, or groomed up or whatever. And I'm saying like he came out, no six pack, no haircut, didn't give a fuck. He was being like very like open to being a, uh, like he, he did that joint, you know I'm pretty or whatever. Like he was touching on so many different levels that, that certain celebrities is just not cool with because they're afraid of what people will think about them. And I think, the notes that he wrote back in 2013 about what he's afraid of, that showed us that he is just completely an open book and he wants us to know him for him, you know? Right. So, um, big up to Don Glover. We're going to see if we can get you on the show, my, my, my G. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm going to run into him. Yo, the other day, so yesterday, I'm, I'm, um, I'm walking, I'm, I'm leaving a meeting and I see this woman, and she's like drop dead gorgeous, and she's walking her dog, and I'm with my boy, and, and I'm like, yo, I'm about to like, I've never pulled over a car to like tell somebody that they're beautiful, but I'm about to do that. First so I, everything. yeah, I pulled over my car. It's right shoot, by the Standard shoot, Hotel. Shoot shot, King. Yeah, like I was like, fuck it, it's warm, <laughs> it's nice outside, I feel good, and I pull over, and I'm telling, I'm like, you are like just beautiful, and your dog is cool. I just wanted to let you know that. And she says, thank you in a British accent. Oh, and, no. Yeah, British accent. And then we're talking, and, she, and I'm like, you know, where are you from? She's like, oh, I'm from London, but I'm here um, doing some work. I'm like, are you in entertainment? Did you get the number? No. But she's telling me she's an actress, and she gives me her Instagram, and we're like, she's like, yeah, hit me up. And I tell her I'm developing my own series and all that shit. And she's like, yeah, I would love to like let you pick my brain and stuff. So I follow her, and all of a sudden I realize she's a she's the chick from um, uh, This Is Us. Like she's a, she's a character on This Is Us, and I'm oh, like, which character? Oh no, oh son's girlfriend. She's somebody's cousin. Um, I'm about to find. <laughs> go ahead with the convo. I'm gonna find her. <laughs> shout out to This Is Us. Yeah, shout out to, shout this, out shout out to this Is Us. This Is Us is shout out to my dude Nico, Nico Anand, the dance yeah, instructor in, in This Is Us. Dude taught me acting in high school, man. I'm proud I of can you, uh, I can say I've never seen an episode of This Is Us. Damn, you missing out, bro. Kidding? Not one missing episode. out. Don't get me wrong. I hear great things. I hear it's the best show on NBC and since like ER. But okay, like, her name is uh, Melanie Liburd. She's one of the characters on This Is Us. Give me the phone. And yeah, she was just super cool, super down to earth. She, t I was like, "Yo, you should." She told me she was an actress. I was like, "Oh, I'd love to 
like have you read for for the show I'm developing? She's like, well, I'm a little busy right now with work. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, she didn't also, even tell me. She dropped the bomb. I'm pretty much a big deal. I'm on This Is Us. Nah, she didn't even do that. You ain't got no budget. Right. It would have been straight pro bono. <laughs> you gotta pray. Shout for out sure. to her for being humble. Yeah, she was super humble. I love that. I oh, love yeah. meeting a, a person that could be considered a celebrity and they're just like they'll, they'll not talk gonna, to you and not like completely. And they really you. appreciate what I've noticed is celebrities really appreciate when you act as if they're normal people, whether you exactly. know who they are or not. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you just treat them like they're somebody that, that you could just vibe with. with, not like also stand rem- over them it or also like. reminds them, because you think about all of their interactions, 90% of their interactions have to be people like, and they're all oh fake. My God. Exactly. Like, I remember when I was living in LA, uh, my roommate at the time, she brought me to a party for her girlfriend. We're with her girlfriend and, the, and her girlfriend's um, man. So we're all, all four of us are out. And he's like, yo, come back to my crib. Like, let's let's all hang out. So we get in the Uber and we're driving over there. And um, as we're pulling up to the crib, I'm like, yo, so what do you do? He's like, ah, oh, dude, uh, top 40 music. I'm like, top 40 music? What is, what is this dude what talking does that about? Mean? Yeah, and um, the bag. That's what he like. means. <laughs> right. So we're, we're riding up to the crib and we get out. There's a waterfall in the crib. Um, I'm just like... <laughs> What do you do again? He's like, I, I write music. Like, I'm like, what songs? If he's like, I've done some stuff with Taylor Swift, um, <laughs> done some stuff with the Disney Channel. And his his name is is is. It's failing you right now. It's failing me right now. But he's one of those Disney character dudes. And he told me he's from Westchester. And I'm just like vibing with him like he's a regular guy. And I didn't know who he was. And I could tell that he genuinely appreciated that mm-hmm. like he wasn't trying to show off his crib or none of that like i could tell his crib was probably right. like 10 and million he, he knew you, you weren't like trying to leech off him like as is the case in everywhere out in hollywood right or everybody without in hollywood whereas everybody's always out to look for something or trying to look for the come up or trying to like if you're genuine and you're genuine with somebody that is also a genuine person too like real recognized real um, at the end of the day, so I mean, I hear you. I hear you on that. Yeah. Um. So Does that catches up on everything. I feel like we touched a lot. Of I mean, if it, there's something else you want to touch on. D, you want to I want to. Right. You want to talk about Cardi's album, D? <laughs> we can talk about Cardi's album. Let's talk about lit. I really want to talk about lit. <laughs> My headphones. Since we get lit. Um. What do you think of Cardi's album, D? I thought Cardi's album was fire. Like, yeah. I think that. Um, it was a lot of pressure on her, honestly, because I feel like we were like, okay, boom, girl, you came out with Bodak Yellow. You came out with uh, the remix with 21 Savage, right. which you will give us. See, it's, it's like when, when you're an artist, especially when you're an artist from New York, mm-hmm. especially when you're a female artist from New York. Pressure's on. And like the, like the heat, once Bodak Yellow came out, and it's just like the number one song in the country, mm-hmm. right? Number one song in the country. And you just follow it up with feature after feature after feature. And all your features are hitting too. It's like, all right, now where's the content, right? Mm-hmm. We want to see what you can come with, uh, come to the table with. And she definitely came to this, like, she, there are some bangers on there. Like, there, there, there are definitely songs in there that you'll find grown men driving around with their windows down bumping well, to money money bag is hitting <laughs> money bag is hitting like even that spanish joint i like it like mm-hmm. yeah, that shit is hard the shark the shit so has hands. cardi Bikin officially head. taken the crown as the best female rapper i don't even think she wants the crown i think that's the thing i feel like she's just having fun with it like i think if we when we get to ter- throwing labels and titles that's when it makes it a little bit 
Unfun. And then there's a downfall eventually because yeah. people are like, oh, like with Nikki, because people crown her like, oh, she took Lil Kim's spot there's or took Remy Ma's spot. There's a lot of there's pressure. Lot of and pressure. then there's somebody else that comes along, the Cardi B, and then they feel like they have to be in competition. Like Nikki dropped that diss track on Cardi, and I'm just like. I- I think the most important thing, um, especially being like a black woman, like right now, I think, actually, I think last year, 2017 was a year of the woman. And I feel like we're just con- con- continuing with that. And I think what Nikki did wrong is not, not embrace her. her, embrace her. Rip. Like, right. I think it's, it's just what we should do. Like, I feel like nobody, by you not embracing her, you automatically are threatened. Right. Like right. You're calling her out in your interviews that's supposed to be promoting you, you're you're threatened. You're not calling any other artists out. Or like Remy your shit's Ma dry. Like your shit's dry and you need to talk her. about her so you can So you can try and ride that wave. Back. Yeah. Ride the coattails. Please because back again, with a diss track. Your shit's dry. Remy like your fucking music is not two good anymore. Tracks and Nikki and she has yet to like <laughs> She gave Nikki bars too. Also she was like I will easily clap oh, you up with this gun <laughs> right now if you try and get busy. <laughs> I just got out of jail. go back. I don't give a fuck. Like, she, she didn't say nothing. I think right now it's like <laughs> for me for example like should I quote me? Yes, go ahead, please. Go ahead. I think that if right now I feel like my my brand is doing extremely well. If there was like God bless another Blessings, female James. owned black owned business that came up right after lit, you would foster right. You would mentor. The wrong thing it. to do is not to embrace it because right. at the end of the day we we should all win. Like there's just not one white owned candle company, and we're never I the first that. ones I, 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 to ever come up with anything. Like right. there, every idea we come up with, it's already been thought of or done. And we're just doing it in a, a new, invented way. So you should always embrace always the new people. Right. It's so short-sighted and selfish to do things like that. Because here's the thing. And, you know, I deal with... I work in fashion, if, it, if that's not like apparent, because of how we were talking about Shout it earlier. Fashion. Shout out fashion. <laughs> but um, if you just, like, foster the talent that's becoming under you, yeah. like, you would build yourself up because now you got new hot talent under you. Mm-hmm. And then you helped them. So, like... It makes that shit bigger because you give the person under you validation. Like you're carrying the throne, because bro. For instance, like, girl, first of all, she's so fucking selfish. Like, you have mad summers to yourself, right. like by yourself. And held this it girl down. Came too. up and like, I'm not gonna hit. Like, she's dropping hits. Like, I went I, randomly. I drove to Albany when weekend random shout out to UA by the way UA let us tell the story let's tell story you know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> um, I randomly drove up to U- uh, Albany one day and they were having a Cardi B concert and like this was when Bodak Gallo first came out mm-hmm. everyone was singing along and I'm like yo to be able to like she performed up there? She performed. I think she got kicked out of a hotel that night. I remember. Yeah, she, she did. She did. She, she, <laughs> smoking she weed. weed. Yeah. That. Yeah. that was the same night but yeah. like to be able to come up and off of social media and even the fact that she even did one season of Love and Hip Hop and she was like okay boom I'm done with this like right. you gotta respect the hustle like I think anyone who doesn't like Cardi B is a hater right I just hate that <laughs> like that like but music. that's usually just with our culture though right like it's always uh, competitive super competitive Mm -hmm. and we always feel like we have to crown someone king or queen and we always have to feel like oh there's somebody else coming for that crown Mm -hmm. i feel like that's only in our culture right which is why we are responsible for changing the narrative like for instance like i have a lot of like female black people black women who own businesses and i believe in collaboration over competition because like at the end of the day like i'm not gonna i can't get every feature i can't be everywhere and it's like 
to support someone that should take nothing from you but people miss the whole message like the energy that you take into like competing with someone or like talking down on someone like like did you make any money off of that like right a, and and but like not only that but like you don't you don't hear uh Demi Lovato coming at Taylor Swift nope. coming at no. Ariana Grande coming at like that it's Katy Perry like there's mm-hmm. there's that's just not existent and it's only existent with us but fuck that let's talk about Lit Brooklyn yeah. so so like where is the <laughs> essence and where, where was the foundation of Lit Brooklyn oh, Lord okay so Lit was actually started in my home in Brooklyn okay 2015 I love candles I love flowers I love I just love beautiful things and the idea came to me I was literally in my living room talking to my boyfriend and I was like yo I should start making candles and he was like did you know anything about making candles absolutely nothing nothing <laughs> wait what did, what did he say when you said that he was like go for it like for anyone who really knows me like I'm the type of person I am more of a doer you know like if I say I'm gonna do something like I gotta like actually complete complete it right. so when he heard me say that it wasn't outlandish it was he probably in the back and said I was like what the fuck <laughs> is she talking about candles like what but we always burn candles in the house. And at that time, um, I wasn't working. And I feel like I wasn't working back then before it was popular to say you quit your job for something. Like, I had no idea that I was going to, like, when I quit my job that I was going to start candles. Mm-hmm. I quit my job just because I felt like, I don't know, it just wasn't for me anymore. That was back in 2014. Okay. 2015. 2014? 2015. And, um... After a conversation with him, he basically was like, go for it. So with that, it was like a lot of research. um, Because like I said, I am not a crafty person. Um, Do you guys remember that show Zoom? Zoom. On Channel 13, 21. Okay, so I never knew how to do any of the... What? Come on and Zoom. Come on and Zoom. They just do like science projects. I remember that, yeah. PBS. Okay. PBS, baby. I was never a crafty I watched Reading Rainbow on PBS. That's about it. Keep going. Reading Rainbow was lit too. You can watch PBS like from like four to like All right, let her finish. I'm done. But yeah, it was a lot of trial and error. I knew if I created a product that I wanted it to be something that was one, safe in homes. And two, that spoke to me. Like, I would want people to be proud to, like, place my product in their home. Like, it could go with any decor. And I wanted it to be, like, affordable luxury. Like, I feel like when you look at the candle market, like, the Joe Malone's, the Diptyques, they were, like, they're super expensive. Very. And they smell And your amazing. smell better than fucking Diptyque. I love Diptyque. Oh, my too. goodness. Yeah. You're, this boo <laughs> or bow, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's bow. It, I'm serious. Like, it smells really, really good. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um... But yeah, it's people who look like me. They can't go into Barney's. They can't go into these places and just cop good shit. Mm. Um, so I wanted to be, I guess, that bridge um, mm. that made it just possible that we, so, we we deserve nice things. So what is the actual process of making a candle? Like I've done. Mm. How do you capture the scent? Right. Of don't give them the sauce because I've, I've done. I'm, you know, I'm not asking you don't have for to give the specific, specific secret, method, but, but like I remember. Maybe in third grade in class, we made candles from, uh, I think it was beeswax or something. Like, we rolled the honeycomb-shaped uh, oh, wax and, with, a, with a wick. But it wasn't, I mean, it might have been scented, but it wasn't, like, any complex scents or, or, you know what I mean? So so the process is very, it's a teaching process. I think it's very science. It's, science, it's down to a science. Okay. Everything depends on temperature. Mm. Um, 
you need to have a certain temperature that you so the wax basically how it comes it comes in like wax chips so it comes in okay. like a solid form and you have to melt it down um you have to melt it down to a certain temperature then it has to cool to a certain temperature then when you mix in the fragrance it has to be at another temperature like so everything it depends on um temperature if the temperature is 10 degrees low 10 degrees high it can alter the scent it can alter the way that the wax sets it's a lot of science into it um but once i got that down i was like i could make candles in my sleep now like i could literally like you could go to my humble abode (laughs) and i could be like yo nick so this is what you need this is what you need to do blah 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 blah. that's what's up so all right going back to like the 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 price um differences in candles Mm -hmm. so if i go to cvs or a duane reed or whatever and i get a cheap candle for like three dollars that says french vanilla on it Mm -hmm. and then i buy that and then i go to a diptyque and get one of their expensive candles like why is there a huge price disparity like is it is there wax better like what is it it's what's inside of it um for instance um another good thing about my candle shameless plug no it's not shameless keep plugging Okay, so shameful. You had to plug without it. Right. <laughs> um, it's all natural ingredients. Like, it's safe to burn in your homes. I don't know what's in the CVS candles, but um, even from doing this, I had to do a lot of research. And there's a lot of toxins in fragrance oils that they produce out here. Hmm, I didn't um, know that so at all. What happens is sometimes you notice if you ever burn candles, and I, this used to happen all the time, and I thought it was normal. You burn candles and you get like a suit or like yeah you see the black the black black smoke yeah it's kind of like toxins being released into the air because we don't see things um you know the naked eye doesn't see certain things we're ingesting these things because you can see like if you burn a candle and and the lighting is a certain way like Mm -hmm. you can see the the wave of of the uh, flame you see like the black yeah so smoke that's suit so with my candles it's 100 percent soy wax the fragrance oils are all natural even the wick is cotton um, plug away girl keep dropping this gems. is what you gotta do like yeah. i think as for I, and I, i'm coming from like i'm a black woman and there's so many disparities i was an africana studies major you all mm. and we had a bunch of classes and the disparities that hit african-american women like women are getting cancer at 30 40 diabetes, all these different things, and we don't know why, and it's like everyday products that we're using, so I made a vow to myself that if I create something, if I put something out, I can't be causing harm to my community. Like, it has to be something that's 100% solid, and I don't know about the CVS or the Dwayne Reeds, but I always tell people, do your research. Like, if you're bringing something into your home, like, make sure that you know exactly what it is. Just because it smells good don't mean it's good. Just like when you see a cute guy or a cute girl, she may be, she may be cute. But Everything she may that be, glitters is may be problems though. Exactly. So just do your research. That's all that this literally taught me. Because I used to burn the CVS candles, um, no shade, the Bath and Body Works candles. Um, but from doing your research, you have to, and price point, you have to be very careful. Like I think Diptyque and Joe Malone, their price points are what they are because they're giving you quality shit, right? But they're mm-hmm. also not targeting our demographic, right? Right. So. With me, I'm just like, I want to give you luxurious stuff. I want to give you... Because we deserve it. Like, why don't you deserve right, luxury? Right, exactly. You know, so... Um, so, going back to, like, the uh, the scent profiles, like, how do you come up with your ideas? Like, wh- how do you get inspiration for what scents you want to make? Like, are you continuously creating new scents? Um, how does the inspiration come about with the names? Like, where do you get your artistic inspiration from? life um ex- uh, so for instance i have a candle called home and it I happened to be a mistake like the keynotes in it um two of the top keynotes is lemon sugar and vanilla 
when I originally mixed it, it was supposed to be lemon sugar and sandalwood. So it's supposed to be a little bit muskier, but I ended up mixing vanilla in it by accident. And when I smelled it and I burned it, I was like, yo, I named it home. Cause I was like, I feel like this is what every home should smell like. Like it's hmm. warm, it's inviting. And that's kind of like what lemon and vanilla does. Like it's just, I don't know. It just makes it feel like I, home. Do you remember that uh, Bath and Body Works uh, lotion that they used to have, like warm vanilla sugar or something like yeah. that? Oh my god! <laughs> that shit. I used to love whenever women would wear that. Like girls in it high just school smelled wear that. Like it smelled like home. It like, smelled like, like you, you belong over here. <laughs> it was like for real. Look, it was just like oh my god. It's just like so good. Um, I actually collaborated with. Um, uh, an illustrator. She illustrates black women. Her name is Deborah Cartwright. She's an amazing artist. I went to Jamaica two years ago for my birthday. And I was Are you Jamaican? My fiance is Jamaican. Oh. So I'm Jamaican by association. Association. You know, mm. shout out to the Yachty's them. Yeah, I'm on. You don't know. Big up yourself. <laughs> um, but I was in Jamaica and um, we were on the beach sipping a coconut some rum in it mm. and there wow. might have been some Things. scent in the air no worries <laughs> <laughs> lit it was I, lit a ganja <laughs> <It was> that. <laughs> um, jerk chicken maybe <laughs> I don't I think it was that kind of smoke brother. I was like yo I really wish that I could like capture this moment in a candle so like the top notes in the Irie candle it's called Irie um, you have an Irie candle? candle that's so dope it has coconut it has um, um, man- a little bit of mango it has hibiscus and hibiscus is actually the national flower it's the flower with Jam- the doctor bird mm-hmm. eating the flower yeah yeah mm-hmm. I wanted it to feel reminiscent um, and when I created it I like I sat on it for mad long and I was like yo I need this to be like a dope ass collaboration so Deborah actually collaborated she illustrated this I'm gonna show you guys in a second this bomb ass woman that looks like she's on vacation mm-hmm. in Jamaica and I was like nah this is it right here and whenever the it sold out in like two days and wow. when people smelled it they was like yo this is reminiscent of a vacation and like so I get my inspiration from everywhere honestly and I okay. Don't, I don't force it. So, in that sense, right? When you when you were in Jamaica and you, and you had all these great scents around you, when you go back to your lab, to your home, like how does that process like do you go and buy like how do you even make a candle? Like how do you take the scents from like other like other oils? Because I look at this scents. candle and it's purely white. There are no um there's no scent, there's no wood chips in here. Like mm-hmm. so how do you get those scent profiles? It's, um so for hmm I knew that I was sipping a coconut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, you know, when you're on the beach, you smell beach smell, but it's also very tropical, very islandy, very like, I pictured myself like, that's a good ass question. I don't think I've ever had anyone ask me that. Like, it's kind of, I bottle in that moment mm-hmm. and I freeze it in time. And when I get home, I just pray to God that I still feel the same way. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I don't sit on it in a sense. Like I, as soon as I landed from the plane, I went and I mixed the scent and I was sitting on it. And how do, like, you, how do you mix it? Do you use real mangoes? Like how do you... So it's fragrance oil. So it's oh, an actual natural so it oil. Oils. Okay, okay, okay. You, like, um, the same type of oils they use for like essential oils? Similar, yeah. That you... Okay, similar. gotcha. Um, and I sat on it and I was like, That's I can't dope. just release this. It gotta be right because it's... My birthday's in February. You can't release an island scent in February. Like it's winter in New mm. York. Right, right, right. So we released it like right around December and it was just... It was perfect. That's really awesome. So, is your is your fiance your business partner as well? 
No, he is my favorite um, unpaid intern. Shout out Kyrie, man. If you have, I haven't seen you in like four years, dog. That's crazy, man. If you have an enterprising significant other, you will you will literally end up doing intern work for them. Like if they call you because you'd be there for any any kind of support already. But like, if they got something and you love them and you believe in them, then if they call you like, oh, I I need graphic done, boom, done, got you. And I, I never say, charge. I want to say that's so important too. Like, um, yes, I think having a significant other who like supports my dreams and like doesn't feel overshadowed by mm. the success of myself and my business that's right. so important, especially in the black community. We don't see that often, right? You know, so. Shout out to Kyrie. What's been the most, uh, I guess, successful way or like what's been the most successful method for your business? Has it been like word of mouth? Has it been social Definitely. media or, um, or, or, or networking, going to like trade shows? and like? I've never done a trade show. Okay. Um, I think so. I had mentioned earlier on the um, podcast that my dad had passed. Away. July makes two years since he passed away. So he was an entrepreneur he had a successful business for 30 years and i remember when i started my business one of the most important things i asked him because he never he didn't even know how to send an email Mm -hmm. when he passed away like he wasn't big on facebook he didn't know how to do any of those um and it was important to me to see how someone who wasn't hip on social media was able to thrive in business without like keeping up with their competitors Mm -hmm. and some of the best advice he ever gave me was um be a woman of your word um Word of mouth travels faster. So, like, before social media existed, how did people find out about things? Like, mm-hmm. we were literally having conversations with each other. So, as far as the success of my business, I think, one, it's providing a quality product. Okay. Um, which makes people want to talk about it. Um, uh-huh. And going out and, I guess, just networking and being my brand. I am my brand. Like, anyone who owns a brand, like, you are your brand's ambassador true indeed you know what i'm saying if you go somewhere if you have a business and you're not talking about your brand or no one else is going to talk about you, your business you really bigger and brand. better than like, you, you are really own your business, never so, right. um, in general nobody's going to love a lot of word of mouth nobody's going to love whatever you that's why you have to um i'm sure you have a lot of conversations with people who maybe do kind of want to figure out the sauce mm-hmm. and i'm sure that you want to like help like mentor like mm-hmm. what they do but you have I mean, I feel that just because there's a lot of people who come from like like my school or whatever who are like, oh, you know, how do I do it in New York? Like you're doing it. Like if I if you ask me for real, like I'm not doing it. Like I am doing it, but there's so much ways I'm still trying to figure out. Like, so if I give you something, it's going to be an unformed idea mm-hmm. or unformed path, and I want you to realize that you can only. There's a bell hooks quote about uh, the things that you don't like to do. If you do like by doing them, you like you're halfway through the process mm-hmm. already doing that. And so I think that with that, you have to really protect yourself. Absolutely. And it's especially when you have ideas that are original and unique. As much as people want to like talk to you and stuff like that, you have to like kind of separate yourself from like everybody else because nobody's doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to actually understand why you have to do what you do to protect yourself from these people. But you just got to know that like if I just protect myself, it's going to be better for everybody else who wants to help in the long run or whatever. Because I'm able to actually formulate myself and be my best self, you know. What you're saying is so important. Um, I so recently, um, 
I don't know. I like to keep it 100%. Go. So recently, so I was in Chicago a week and a half ago, and I got like a Instagram alert. So this girl um, posted me on her page, and she, the caption was something around like, I'm so inspired by you, and I've like studied every article. I've researched everything that you've done just to get a crumb of everything that you've attained. And like to some people, like, I always want to remain humble because I realize that like, you know, without supporters, without people who support you, you wouldn't be where you are. But it's also a fine line between admiring somebody and then like overall, I guess, wanting what they what they have. And I think the message that I always try to give to people is I don't want you to be similar to me. I want to inspire you to be your best version of yourself, because a lot of times we see people and we if we think about artists, we may want to be a rapper, but do we really want to be a rapper or do right. we want what that rapper right. has? It's just, they, they look at the lifestyle and yeah. the success. Do we want the lifestyle? It's like my younger brother, like mm-hmm. I remember uh, my grandpa was in the hospital and we're in, in the hospital watching my grandpa get his treatment and this dude walks in and he has on a white t-shirt and a nice Rolex mm-hmm. and he has a nice woman, like nice looking woman with him and he's like, I just want to check on you, make sure everything was good after the surgery. This is orthopedic surgeon. And my brother's looking at the dude, and within like a week, my brother's like, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon. (laughs) And I'm like, you've been talking about finance and business your whole entire existence, and all of a sudden you want to be a surgeon? Why? Mm -hmm. He's like, he looks like he has a good life. I'm like, you don't don't look at somebody's, the way they make their money and their their job at, and see the fruits of their labor, and just because of the fruits of their labor, say, I want to do this. You have to have a passion for whatever you do. and if I could understand if that girl had a passion for for creating candles and things of that nature and looks at you and say, you know what, you're inspiring me to want to make my own creations. But to be yeah. obsessed with what you have because of your labor is not the wording the same was like thing. and even if she meant well, like I feel like the wording was so wrong. And I think in this day and age, especially where social media is like people feel so much closer to you than they actually are. And it's like, <laughs> girl, like if and I always say like if I gave you, if I switched lives with you for like 60 seconds, you'd be like, nah, I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's all about, we all deal with like different shit. It's about how you handle it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I have to remind myself that like, yo, you are in a process of grieving or like, yo, this deal didn't go the way you wanted it to go. But it's, people wouldn't know that because it's, it's about how you handle the things that are, you know, coming your way. And I just, I just wish people just understood that more as far as entrepreneurship. Like, we do make it look easy, and I do feel like we have a lot to do with that because that's what social media is. That's what Instagram is. That's what Facebook is. We so don't show successes, but we yeah, don't we show don't the show failures the we don't not show nearly like, as much. Yeah, and it's it's on us, but it's also on people to realize that, like, this shit is not really reality. This is, like, a tailored, published version of the shit that we want y'all to see. Right. It's not, like, what actually... Right, and, and, I th- and I think people fall victim to that or they fall for the facade of it all right Mm, absolutely and um you know it's one of the things that we have to as a people grow learn with uh learn uh that i don't want to say it's a younger generation or or, or me as seeing this is the 32 year old in the room like but i just feel like it's a younger generation that has grown up with like instagram and Mm -hmm. grown up with those fake facades of it's the it's the it's the placement of values there you go while i'm you know a couple years or you know whatever younger than you 
Like, I grew up with being able to see things. Like, I grew up with, like, Nike talk. Like, we didn't have blog. We didn't have, we had blogs. We didn't have Instagram. So, if you wanted to see, like, I knew who Wale was before he was Wale because he was on Nike talk on what did you wear today, which is, like, one of the most famous threads on there. Right. And he was just getting fits off. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a huge sneaker collector. Like, so if you see him now talking about that, he's been doing this shit for over 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. So... I look at that and it's like you understand the value system needed to attain said shoe. You know how much the shoe costs. You know, mm -hmm. all right, you know, we do that. But nowadays, with the with the the popularity of sneaker seating and the connect, if you look at sneakers now, watch why a lot of people who were from that era say this the sneaker game is dead because if you look at sneakers now, it's like, oh, all I got to do is be super popping and do box reveals and I'll get free sneakers. Right. And like it takes the entire like, do you actually like these sneakers or are you just doing it because if you do five of these sneakers, they'll give you that one off white pair. Right. Like, or are you only liking like you're only liking the hype items because that's what you're getting seated and you're not you're not want to pay for shoes anyway. And you know everybody else wants these sneakers. Like, does that really create genuine taste? It, it takes the it takes the fun out of it. Like, it takes so much before fun. Before Instagram mattered between followers and fucking likes and shit like people were just posting how they wanted to post there was no real like i mean my page was trash when i first started <laughs> it was like and we were we were posting on iphone fours and shit like oh yeah the quality very cloudy pictures i'm trying to get a little piece of my outfit like you know i'm trying to get a little shoe picture off or something it was bad so like again it took the fun the, out of it though once the it, fun is out of it it's just like it evolved taste though it evolved taste and and that's the problem nowadays in all factors like you got people who are chefs that only just put mad like paprika and and old bay over top the food with butter and they put it in a tray and it looks like it's seasoned but the food underneath actually might not be that seasoned and like, i've seen a lot of people be like oh no nah, this is just greasy shit or like mm. <laughs> with outfits it's just uh, or with clothing brands you have clothing brands that are just like fucking copying popular styles yep. and then just like saying hey here's the fear of god sweatpants but only for like 80 dollars right. but i we got them in 90 colorways no taste in that mm -hmm. and everything and every i'm sure with candles you got people who are just like who are not understanding the additives that they're actually putting in the shit just trying to make it smell a little and nice and seed it to whoever and make sure they get that plug make sure they get that you know kardashian whoever tag. plug yeah. get that tag that's the problem though like i feel like when you do things like that you're literally oversaturating the market and when you oversaturate the market you're fucking it you up value, you're fucking up your everybody and you're lessening your value yo people are gonna look at you like yo okay boom so every black girl from brooklyn is gonna make candles now <laughs> <laughs> got it um I don't know. I just think that people just need to start doing what's real. But what you start to realize too is when you do things out of that's not out of a passion, the shit never works. Mm. If it's not for you, it's not for you, and it's never gonna work. And people can see through bullshit faster than they can see through anything else. So it's like, sure. I'm not doing this. When I started my company, if I was doing this for money, I would have stopped at year one. <laughs> I would put this on my life. Like when I quit my job and like I invested my savings into making this brand what it is i would have quit a year one when i first first of all when i quit my job prior to i was making good money like it was my first what do you call that a commission job where you get you know you get your salary and then you get that on top commission of that. Like, check when that commission check job yo, you be when doing that shit hit like hey we going to mexico right now like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mexico we going to turks and caicos like, <laughs> it's like if you do things for money, like if I was doing this for money, I would have been quit a long time ago. And I think that's the most 
I think that's what keeps me humble. That's what keeps me like grounded. Like the fact that I, I actually love what I do. Like I actually do care about how people feel. Like someone, my homegirl texted me the other day. She's like, did you ever like sit down and think about how many homes your candles are in? And when she said that, I was like, mm. yo, mm. that shit is crazy. It's like real. I never aspire to be like one of those candle companies that celebrities. It's almost like being a, 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 a an R&B artist, right? Because you have sounds that you're you're infiltrating people's lives with like babies have been made to your candles literally like Yo, you know what i mean crazy. like you've had love <laughs> there crazy. there's been like love has been made like in, in many different ways just like conversations like people having a dinner and really enjoying their conversation over dinner and burning a candle together people conceiving a child together people de-stressing and meditating and just That's like so clearing funny. their mind and that scent of joy or bow is it Bo? Mm -hmm. Bo is just like, <laughs> clear. like I'm going to burn this. I'm saving this to the right moment. Like I want to burn this at the right moment. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a great business to be in. If you, I feel like if you have a strong passion for, for making people feel good. No, um, that makes me feel like amazing. I think it brings me back to one point, a customer, a client, she actually sent me a note and I appreciate my clients so much because they, they're like family to me, honestly. And I, answer every email they dm this one girl she was like she was going through a really hard time with her grandfather she was actually a nurse and she said that um burning my candles actually helped like with the process of like de-stressing her and like i was like wow this shit is crazy like sometimes you don't realize your impact until people like say how you've impacted their lives mm -hmm. and i don't take this shit for granted i like i don't know i'm so grateful and i'm i'm so blessed and i like i try to like speak that every day like even in the space that i create the candles i never create my candles in a bad mood because i feel like energy is transferable. wow that's like, so fucking imagine dope. if i get into an argument i'm and pouring then, the candles like you, you know it. what now you burn it now you <laughs> right you right like, right the fuck like i try to be as positive as great as happy as possible because that's the type of shit that i want you to feel like everyone who has received my candles i've touched it last before you got it mm. so it's like it's so important to me it's so important to me. That's so amazing. Um, what's the website that people can go to? It is www.litbkly.co, not com.co. .co. Okay, we'll put that in the description as well. Um, also, where can we find you on uh, social media platforms? So social media, um, my personal Instagram is dwil, um, and my business is litbklyn. Okay. Um, we'll definitely... We appreciate you for coming by. I know we were trying to get this um, for the past, literally past few weeks, but as Thank we you. explained before, our schedules got a little thrown into a, a whirlwind. But you know, we're finally glad we finally can get you here and and get the candles burning. Hopefully, um, throw some more sales into your into your bag. I definitely, I'm probably gonna get uh, get one. At, go get one for Mother's Day too. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, shout out to all the moms. Great out there. Idea. So, when do you ship? How long does it take for you to ship? So actually, I had a Mother's Day sale. Oh. I, <laughs> I missed the sale. It was yesterday. I extended it till today. Oh, and it's um, something I never do. I had 20% off and free shipping if your purchase was over $75. And that's literally up until the time I texted Chuck. I was like, yo, I just finished my day at 5 o'clock. I'm on my way now. Um, but I'll see. Maybe I'll throw a code on. Last call podcast. Hey, now. Hey. What I what I do want to say is that like as somebody who is you know a 
contracted worker, self-employed kind of situation. Uh, it's, in, it's incredibly inspiring to see that you've like taken it to the next level that I'm looking for for my personal endeavors. And I think it's just great that you're like doing full days of work because <laughs> you know I might do a full day of work, but it might be like maybe three or four hours. Like maybe sometimes if I'm designing something, it's gonna take me all day to do or something. But like for the most part, like seeing somebody who can be entrenched in their own shit because that's the best way to work. Really, like mm-hmm. you, the most inspired work you'll be doing is the one for yourself. That's a fact. So I just think that that's incredible. And yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And honestly, I just want to say that I really do appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. Like I think that this is amazing what you guys that's are doing. I no, appreciate um, you. Sprinkle that blessings, those blessings. Sprinkle like that. I appreciate you. College blessings. Gambino, you need to be a guest. Hey. <laughs> speaking this into existence. Where? Um, yeah, close up the tab. What are y'all doing? <laughs> Whoa. Close up the tab. Um, I want to appreciate F and Black Cherry for keeping the uh, keeping the vibes uh, uh, flowing along with the uh, the fifty your craft. No, no, fifty is not involved. Oh, he's not. Fifty has moved on to other endeavors with champagne, and so F and he has di- he's divested his shares in F and. Okay, he's did what he so F and you know master your craft, man. Absolutely. Um, Shout out to the good people at F and. Cheers to them. Um, close up the tab. Um, I, I wanted to speak on uh, uh, Mother's Day. Um, with it being uh, on Sunday, by the time this episode is released. Um, but I, I wanted to speak to it from uh, from a different perspective. I know um, how we uh, love to lavish praise unto our mothers, right? Um, on whether it be verbally, but also through like. Uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, right? Um, and I'm not one to do that. And I'll tell you why. Um, n- well, not just because my mother doesn't really have social media uh, platforms, but I I know people that have lost their mothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I always like took their that per- side of the perspective. Just like, I feel like that would take away from mother's day and even for father's day right so it, like if you've lost that that parent that being and they're no longer there and to see so many people lavish praise onto you know their mothers and as they should like there's nothing wrong with that but i i just i never was too uh over exuberant with that praise i share it with my mother right i i let her know the gratitude um and when my grandmother was here you know uh, She's she's since passed on. This will be the first Mother's Day. Her birthday's tomorrow. Her birthday's tomorrow. This will be the first Mother's Day that she's not here um, with us. So, you know, so I said that to say this. Be conscious of other people that do not aren't lucky enough to have, you know, their mother with them um, when you're effusive with your praise. Um, for your uh, mother on your significant um, on your uh, social media platform, just be conscious of other people and their feelings too. Because I I think about that a lot. I had a friend that just lost his mother um, like three months ago, which is very just freakishly. So like I I feel like I have to reach out to him on Mother's Day and, yeah. and 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 just you know it, just anybody, we can share my anybody, moms, bro. Yeah, like, anybody dealing with that kind of thing, it's something that you really have to cherish. <clears throat> witnessing somebody like in, in a version of like losing their mother like any of that situation is like incredibly heavy 
and just like so for if you have a mother reach out to somebody who doesn't right and exactly they, if they're close to you even if they're not like just kind of be like hey you know like it's cool like come share my mom right. you know or like you know like for me it was big like when i moved here like you know my mom is 1500 miles away you know able to share that bond with like chuck's mom and like jules mom like that kind of stuff like really kind of makes a difference because you know you're far away from your family for me, I'm a loner, but like after a while, it still gets to you. It still gets to you. So like, you know, just be kind of mindful. Be incredibly mindful, man. Yeah. Um, close up the tab. My name's Ken. I'm Nick. And I'm Dave. And you've been listening to the Last Call Podcast. <laughs> Cheers.